0: You're listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. Hey, Colorado Springs. This is Jenny Bayless. And I am going to have today's podcast be about some news articles that I've been seeing recently regarding Colorado Springs, either Rental rates or trends or just some key points that I've been finding to be kind of interesting and I've been keeping an eye on. Um, I wanted to give everyone a couple of these news bites um, because as buy and hold investors, I feel like the purchase and sale trends are, you know, they're important. They're part of the story. But if you're just kind of looking to maintain and manage your rental property um, and not looking to transact... I think that we also need to focus on the rental rate side of things and kind of understand where the market's going for that. Um, so I uh, just wanted to note that the links to the, these articles will be in the show notes. You can read them um, you know, on your own as well. But the first article that we're going to talk about is called Colorado Springs Apartment Market Likely to be Overbuilt. And this was written by Amanda Miller Luciano from the Colorado Springs Business Journal. Um, The key key points to this article is that about 12,000 units have broken ground and are expecting to be delivered over the next two to three years. Um, And 8,100 more apartment units are planned that have not broken ground. Um, There are about 55,000 units in the current inventory. Um, So 12,000 plus 8,000 8,000, if all 20,000 units end up being delivered, that's a 40% increase in the next two to four years over our city's current 55,000 units in current inventory. So so it's kind of just to reiterate that there are currently 55,000 apartment units in the Colorado Springs market inventory and 20,000 are being planned to be built. That is a huge increase. Um, So just kind of, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. Um, Also, uh, the article states that apartment vacancy went from about six and a half percent vacancy rate in Q4 2022 to about seven and a half percent vacancy rate Q1 2023. Um, And they were saying in the article that experts project that about at about that eight percent vacancy rate is the tipping point for where you start to see rent declines. So we're almost there. So that is really, really interesting to keep an eye on. Um, And the article also points out that, um, kind of as we're seeing across the US, that that floating rate debt um, that a lot of commercial projects uh, locked into over the last couple of years um, may also cause some trouble um, in the multifamily market locally as well. of course, that's m- more unknown. Not a lot of people know kind of how that's going to play out. So uh, just another aspect to keep an eye on. Um, and then finally, the other, the, the last major key point that I took from this article is that the author highlights that the absorption rate is, hist- is historically at 2,000 units a year. Um, and there's concern over how that absorption rate is going to look when there's 20,000 new apartments over the next two to four years, if everything else comes to fruition. So, um, you know, what's that going to do to vacancy, which then in turn, what's that going to do to rent rates across these apartments? Um, So kind of my comments on this article, I I, I found it very interesting. Um, I'm also equally curious to see how this is going to play out. Um, But just in terms of, uh, you know, our clients here at Envision, um, we don't have many clients that are purchasing luxury apartments. Um, you know, that is usually reserved for like deep pocket uh, type investors, you know, our, our mom and pop clients, um, including myself um, that, that purchase multifamily. You know, we're typically renting those units at below the median rental rate per unit. Um, whereas these large-scale development projects are like loaded with amenities, like way above the the median rental rate. Um, so, you know, I've been asked by clients if I see that as an issue, but I don't really see the units that are being built to be in competition with the units that I own or that our clients own, um, you know, and maybe uh, the type of product that might be more kind of in the middle of you know the the typical fourplex that we buy versus you know these um, luxury units downtown the the that middle type of product may be more squeezed if uh, those luxury units end up having to come down um, in rental price um, you know and then then another comment I would have to that is um, you know I, just for example I have a Single family home that is right across the street from two like really, really large new build apartment complexes. One is already complete and um you know has been for a couple of years now. And then one is in the middle of being constructed. I mean, it's just absolutely huge, um, fancy apartment building. Um, but I've had a lot of attraction. I, you know, I had a turnover earlier this year. I had a ton of people very interested in my single family home. Um, you know, that I said is right across the street from these other properties. Um, so, you know, I guess in theory it it would be a competitor, um, but you know, it has no amenities compared to the apartment. It's just a, a cute little detached home with a little fenced in yard. Um, but because it was detached, you know, you don't have people on either side of you. It has that yard for a dog um, a lot of people were very interested in this property. So, you know, find properties that offer something unique that an apartment cannot just, you know, inherently, um, an apartment is attached to other apartments. So, you know, if you can get a detached home that is attractive to some people, especially if they have pets. So, um, you know, just kind of thinking, um, you know, how to, how to better protect yourself if there is this, uh, Um, overbuilding issue that is being projected. So I just kind of wanted to point that out. Um, And then let's, I'll change my screen over real quick to a different um, article, one second. So this one is called, What's Working? Front range rents were mostly flat in April. Here's how they've changed over four years. And this was written by uh, Tamara Chuang from the Colorado Sun. And her key points were that over the last four years, rents in Denver grew by about thirteen point eight percent as of April. Um, and for Colorado Springs, during that same time period, rents grew twenty nine point one percent. That is huge. Uh, I was really shocked to see, um, you know, almost that thirty percent increase in the last four years. Um, but then I guess, you know, kind of looking back just doing a quick eyeball check on, on our portfolio, uh, yeah, that does seem about in line, you know, um, some of our properties that have had turnovers, um, you know, every year or two, um, yeah, we've been able to bump up those rents quite a bit since when we first bought the property. So, um, I thought that was really interesting. I also thought it was interesting that Colorado Springs grew at a faster rate than Denver. Um, I'd be curious to kind of see if that, Kind of tapers off um, you know at the end of this year um, and then also uh, another key point that the that the article made was that um, you know Denver rents did grow over that four year period, but at a slower rate um, uh, than the average us market which uh, was twenty two point six percent so Colorado Springs grew at a faster rate than the us on average uh, so I thought that was interesting. And then finally, um, there's a really interesting chart in this article as well that has, um, MSAs within Colorado with employment numbers and salaries. Um, I do have this up right now for those of you that are watching on the YouTube video. Um, but yeah, definitely check the show notes if you're driving or can't look at the moment. Um, I'm not going to sit here and read the numbers and bore everyone with that, but I thought it was really interesting. Um you know, my comments on this is that I think it's really important to keep in mind the median income when you're developing your real estate strategy. Um, and I try to stay at or below the three times rent rule of thumb. Um, you know, most property managers, most, um, landlords, they try to, uh, you know, um, have, have a tenant's requirements be, you know, um, their income be 30%, um, excuse me, I guess the rent burden be 30% of their income. Um, So, you know, I also like renting at the rent rate target um, because if I'm at or below the requirements for the median income, I'm probably going to cast the widest net of people being interested in my property. So um, then I'm able to, you know, from that large net that I have, I'm able to get really qualified applicants to my properties. So um, for example, if I have a property that I'm renting for $1,600 a month, three times rent is $4,800 a month in income or about $57,000 a year, which is below the median salary for Colorado Springs, which is about $62,000 a year. So... If if I'm able to, to have a property that rents at that, I'm at the median salary, so at or below. Um, if I have a property that I'm renting for $2,500 a month, that requires an annual salary of $90,000 a year to qualify for my property if I'm using the three times rent rule. Um, so that's gonna be a significantly smaller pool of potential applicants if it's almost fifty percent more than the median salary in the city, so all I'm trying to say is, um, you know it, when i when I go to look for you know a, a property, I really like properties that target rent is right at or at or around either the median rent or um, you know, backing into it based on the median salary, so that I can attract the most number of people, um, which then allows me to pick from, you know, highly, highly qualified applications, uh, to my property. So I just kind of wanted to highlight that. And, you know, um, I think there is an attraction to having, you know, maybe a fancier property or something like that, but you're, um, severely limiting your, um, pool of applications. So just kind of keep that in mind if you're going the, the traditional long-term rental route. Um, so then one more piece of news that I wanted to, to share. And I guess this isn't necessarily a news article, but um, it's the rent.com um, rental market trends in Colorado Springs. So I thought that this was pretty interested, interesting. It was last updated July 5th. Um, really, kind of the key highlights were um, a two bed average rent, um, a, two, a two bed unit is up 12% year over year. That seems really, really high to me. But, um, you know, I, that's just what this data is reporting here. Um, again, average rents, uh, you know, it says between um, $1,085 and $1,685 uh, for a two-bedroom apartment. They said that the average rent is 1687 um, kind of go back to that comment that I just made. If, you know, 1687, um, I can't do math in my head, but you know, three times that you're at, you're, you're right at or about the, the median, um, uh, income for the city. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that is a really good target to aim for so that you have that large pool of, of interested people, um, in your property. Um, and then just, I thought this was kind of interesting down here. This is how other cities compare to Colorado Springs. Pueblo, I was really surprised that um, Pueblo uh, two bedroom average rent was at 1645, um, which was a flat line annual change between this year and last year. So I thought that was really interesting. I know Pueblo is kind of our our steady eddy market down there, but um, the rent rate for a two-bedroom apartment was much higher than I was anticipating. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, and then as you can kind of see this little chart here showing that, uh, for, for two beds, and I I like to say two beds because I feel like that's kind of the most frequent, um, type of product. I wish that they also had three beds because a lot of our clients like to have, um, three bed units. But, um, you know, for those of you that, that have the two bed, or you can kind of extrapolate Based off of that information, um, October of last year was kind of the high point for for um, average rent for two beds, seventeen forty five. Um, you know, for looking at you know the next highest point, it was last month, June at sixteen eighty seven, and then July, which just started at sixteen fifty seven. So I thought that was really interesting. That you know, kind of all in all, as of right now rent prices for Colorado Springs are still really strong. Um, even though, you know, we might be seeing in the future, in the next couple of years, as these apartment units get delivered, um, rent rates start to decrease. Uh, I just kind of wanted to take a little bit of a pulse to see is happening in the rental market, what's happening, um, you know, across the city in terms of uh, future outlook and everything. So I will be very, very curious to see if um, these expected apartment units if they're going to, you know, be delivered. Um, You know, if the 8,000 that haven't broken ground, are they going to break ground? Of the 12,000 that have broken ground, are they going to continue building? Are they going to press pause? How is the interest rate environment um, impacting them? So I don't know. Um, It should be interesting over the next couple of years, but just wanted to kind of share these tidbits with everyone. Thanks everyone for listening and I'll see you next time.